Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. You have soil in your life that God is conditioning and nurturing. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're doing some study on the parables of Jesus called Heaven Come to Earth because after all, a parable is a heavenly story with an earthly application. So I want to take you to Matthew 13, and we're going to look at some verses there. Now, what's interesting about this passage is this is right after the parable of the sower. So this little parable, smaller parable, gets neglected a little bit, but it's certainly worth considering. Actually, Jesus told it, so we have to consider it. Now, this is one of many parables where Jesus talks about seeds, and he talks about soils. And so those are two paradigms in the kingdom. You have the condition of the soil, that which fertilizes it, causes it to grow, and you have the seed, that which we put into it. And uh, we know that the seed is also compared to the word of God. So how the word of God falls and what kind of soil it falls on, that's the parable of the sower. Then he comes to the next small parable, and let me just read it for you. It's a few verses. And Jesus presented another parable to them. This is Matthew 13, 24, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good field in good seed in his field. So this is talking about a man. But while this while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. But he said, No, for while you were gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. They ask about what should we do? Allow both to go together Excuse me, until the harvest and in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather up the wheat in my barn. So we see the end of this parable is not good for the tares, that they will be burned up with fire. So there's no doubt that Jesus is talking here about the eventual, his eventual judgment on things, him judging things that we are not able to control, things that happened that we did not participate in, but he will have the final word in. He talks about an enemy sowing seed on their soil, etc. but he says he's going to handle that at the end time. But let's look at some of the points uh, that he is making here. He says here that an enemy came while they were sleeping and sowed their bad seed on their good soil. So this tells us a couple of things. Number one, you got an enemy. And it also tells us the tactic of the enemy. The enemy wants to use the good soil of your life. The enemy wants to use the good soil that you've created. The enemy wants to use the field that you've plowed up and he wants to plant something else in that field. Remember this, the devil is not a creating creative being. He's a mocker, he's a deceiver, he's a manipulator, he's a copycat. And if you look at the history of the Christian church, what the enemy has tried to do is take the good soil 
that have been produced in local churches and in their regions and their communities and try to plant something in there that would not produce good fruit. There's a lot of warning when you read like the epistles of Peter in first and second, third John, when you read these, when you read Paul's admonition to Timothy, what is one of the most consistent things that they warn about? False teachers. What do the false teachers do? Do they set up their own camps and teach their own? No, they try to infiltrate into the church. And so I think when somebody comes into the church and they feel like they've got a teaching or revelation, uh, we need to view that with all stewardship and make sure that their doctrine is clean. Uh, a lot of times false teachers, in fact, will just seek to hijack the culture of a local church and use it to spread their dogma because they can't create their own followers. So they try to steal the followers of a local church. And that's where the elders of the church come in. And they say, no, you're not, you're not going to do it here. You know, that thing also applies uh, to gifts and talents. You know, we sow a culture, we build a culture into people's lives and the enemy wants to rob that. He wants to misdirect it. You know, if you look at like the entertainment industry, I always point out the music industry, especially it is shocking, almost embarrassing how many of these great performers uh, have had Christian backgrounds. They were raised in a church. They had a great gifting, a great calling, but that was hijacked from them and it was used for something else. I think even in our own lives, we need to be circumspect that God is doing something in our hearts. He's building his kingdom. He's cleansing our soil. He's sifting our hearts that while we're getting ready, that the enemy doesn't distract us and use that anointing, use that sanctification to build our own life, just to go and do our own thing and to be, you know, a happy American rather than a prosperous Christian. So there's a, there's a great lesson there that Jesus is teaching that the enemy seeks to steal the soil that he's prepared in our life to take that anointing and steal it away. Now, later in the parable, just a couple verses, it says uh, in verse 26, but when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. So you couldn't tell them apart. Actually, there's a weed called darnel that if you plant it with wheat, you literally could not tell the difference until it starts to sprout and then you can identify the difference. And so he's saying here, look, when the fruit begins to come, you've got to identify it. Uh, you know, there's the process is the same, watering, weeding and all those things. But now he said, there's a fruit that is going to come the harvest of this grain, and then you're going to see that there is a difference. And at that point, you've got to identify the difference and know what you're dealing with based on that fruit. Of course, Jesus taught in Matthew 7, you know, a false prophet's by his fruit and a false prophet, fruit of a false prophet is what? False prophecies. Okay. So if we read down here a little bit, uh, the, the the servants of the man say to him in verse 28, do you want us then to go and gather them up? In other words, do you want us to go and try to pull these tares out that are among the wheat? But he said, no, for while you are gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. So it's important when you are dealing with the enemy that you are aware of potential collateral damage, people that can be harmed and hurt as you deal with something that needs to be dealt with. And so we have to just 
be uh, aware of that and concerning of that. Now, here's the way I take it. In my dealing with demonic forces and ungodly people, uh, people that have false agendas, you know what I've prayed? I've just said, Lord, let them manifest. Let other people see what I perceive. Let, let it be clear what these people are doing so that when I have to deal with it, when I have to bring church discipline or I have to call them out or I've got to call attention to something, whether it's in our local church or our community or even a national trend or something in the church, that it's at least obvious to a few people. There's a remnant of people that have seen this and bear witness and understand so that when I speak to it, they can identify it as such. So he says, sometimes you can't get the wheat and you can't get the tares untangled, but you can identify the fruit of it so people don't eat it, okay? They don't eat the weed uh, thinking it's a fruit. And then he says in verse 29, but he said, for while you're gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. We don't want to uproot the wheat with them. So we have to teach the wheat well. We've got to take care of the wheat so the wheat is ready for harvest. He said, but allow them to grow together until the harvest. At the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers. So I think what the message here is, there's sometimes you're not going to be able to sort these things out. You're going to be able to identify them. And this is where we preach the fear of God into some of these false prophets, some of these false teachers, people that have uh, another agenda uh, than building the local church and building uh, the kingdom of God. So understand primarily that you have a soil in your life that God is conditioning and God is nurturing. Be careful what you let be sown into that soil and who you let sow into that soil because that weed will take root and it will attempt to fester and it will attempt to grow. And then sometimes when it grows, it's going to be very hard to separate without doing damage. Uh, we all have made decisions in our life that we've got to go back and try to separate and try to put the... Uh, toothpaste back in the tube, so to speak, and that uh, usually doesn't work too good. Jesus is teaching them about the importance of the soil. I believe he's talking about the soil of their life because he starts uh, the parable there talking about there was a man compared to a man who sowed good seed into his field. So you be the man, you be the woman that sows good seed into your field. Keep nurturing that seed. Be on guard. He does say that the enemy sowed those tares while they were asleep. So I think there's a warning there that Jesus is giving. Be cautious that, uh, that you don't yield yourself over, that you don't fall asleep with the switch and turn the reins of what God has given you over to somebody else who's not proven. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. I'm talking about heaven comes to earth. Uh, why don't you share this with somebody? It might be a blessing to them to understand the paradigms of the soul, soil and the seed. God bless you. Today, Keith continued his discussion on what the parables mean. God is doing something in our hearts. He is doing something in the hearts of those we lead. He is building kingdoms. God is cleansing the soil. He is sifting our hearts. And we need to be alert to the enemy's plan to distract us to build our own life instead of kingdom life. 
Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For ship or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.